0: Can you join with me in prayer as we prepare to read the word of God? Thank you, Lord. and Father God, we we thank you for being our hope, O God. We thank you for being an anchor for our lives. And Father, as we begin this Advent season, O Lord, we are so grateful for Jesus Christ. We are so grateful for the hope that he's able to give to us even today. And as we open your word, O oh Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit will guide us. Guide me, O oh Father, as we share, I share the things that you put in my heart to share. And guide my brothers and sisters in listening and hearing your word, O oh Father. So we may be not just hearers, but doers of your word. And this we ask O oh Father, for your mighty glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. I would like to invite you to open your Bible in Luke chapter one, from verse five to 25. And the theme of my message today is hope. when it' impossible, becomes possible. We truly believe that the power of God is giving us His word, so hope can be nurtured in our hearts. Faith can be sustained in our lives. In moments of um, difficulties. But moments also joy. So we may not forget the goodness of God. When things are going in the right way. So if you can open your Bible. In um, Luke chapter 1. We'll be reading from verse 5. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word. In the days of Herod king of Judea. There was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah. And he had a wife from the daughters of Heron and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Now, A people prepared. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, And he kept making signs to them and remained mute. And when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months, she kept herself hidden, saying, Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. Praise God for this beautiful story. You know, during this time, I'm used to read again all the Gospels, all the passage of the Bible that has to do with the Annunciation of the Good News, of the coming of the Messiah. And there is always something good that comes out of the Word of God. Even if you know already those passages, the Holy Spirit is still speaking to us. So I'm encouraging you, my brothers and sisters, that when you are reading these passages... Don't read without being open to receive again something new. Because the word of God is a living word. And brings us every time something for the edification of our soul, of our spirit. Praise God for this. Now, the first thing as we introduce this message is that God made a promise to the people of Israel. And uh, beginning with Abraham, starting with him. The father of the nation of Israel, to so Isaac and Jacob, going back through the time that the people of Israel in slavery in Egypt, God always promised a deliverer to come. He promised even in the conquer of the promised land that he will never, he will never forget his people. And even if his people went through difficult moments of apostasy and denied the God of Israel serving other gods. God has always promised to be present and to send the anointed one. His anointed one. Through the prophets this message was so strong especially Isaiah. Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, this wonderful chapter, a book, is called the fifth gospel. Because of so many references, the book has towards the coming of the Messiah and his ministry on earth. The Psalms, most of the Psalms of David had a hint on the coming of the Messiah. So the people of Israel were living on the waiting of something that God has promised to happen. But years were passing by and nothing was coming out of that promise. The passage that we read signed 400 years of prophetic silence in the nation of Israel. According to the scholars, the last message that God sent to the people of Israel was with the prophet Malachi. And uh, we can see here the wonder of Zechariah. The wonder at this vision that he had. But God is always a God of hope. And God's hope for our lives sometimes grows in different way that we are expecting to be. You see, God has his own time, but he's faithful to his promises. Faithful to his promises. And I'm so glad that this morning we can start this season of Advent reminding to all of us that God is faithful. He will keep whatever he promises to us. So as we are going through this season of Christmas, let's focus on the faithfulness of God. Let's focus on the hope that we'll receive through the coming of the Messiah. Because if we already see the first advent of the Messiah on earth, we know that there is a second one that we are waiting for. We are hoping for Don't you know that the first believers were used to greet each other with the words, Maranatha, Jesus, the Lord is coming back. So that was the anticipation that they had on the coming of the Lord. Beside whatever is going on in our lives, let's keep our eyes focused on the fact that we have hope in God. Then let's see also the historical context of where this text takes place. These were desperate times in Israel. I mentioned to you 400 years of silence from God. Through all this, the people of Israel went through very difficult times under different uh, domination that they had from foreign countries, starting with Alexander the Great, and then under the... The uh, domination of the uh, Syrians; They just uh, enjoy a short time of independence through the time of the Maccabees. But after them, Rome came to conquer the land. And they give a king for the Jews. Herod. But Erud truly was not a king. It was like a puppet in the hands of the Romans. It's just to peace. <laughs> The Jews. No, Herod was not the king of the Jews. It was the man that Rome appointed to conquer rule over the land of Israel. And Herod did all the things that a evil man, an unfaithful man could have done. He opened up altars for the gods of the Romans. He opened up a different place of worship for the imperial Rome. And also immorality was the very Common denominator under his rule. More than that. He also corrupted the priesthood. Selling the office. So even if you were not part of the tribe of the Levites. You could buy that position. And this undermined a strict commandment of God. God gave Moses specific commandments concerning the priesthood. But Herod changed the rules so he can have religious people that will be the leadership of the nation that will support him in this way of ruling the country. But among some corrupt priesthood, there were this beautiful couple, Zechariah and Elizabeth. They were blameless. And I like what the Bible says. Both of them, it was not just Elizabeth feeding herself on the spirituality, the blessing of the husband. Both of them, they were powerful and faithful in the service to the Lord. And I'm encourage you here, couples, or couples to be eventually. Let understand this: you cannot live on the spiritual strength of your husband of your wife. A couple is strong when both. Husband and wife becomes servant of the Lord. You cannot survive on the blessing of other people. You need to have as a couple an experience with God. And encourage one another in the ways of the Lord. You see, Zechariah lived in this desperate situation. But he was faithful to God. He didn't contaminate himself with the environment that he was living in. And this is a beautiful also way to understand what is hope. Hope also means being faithful to God when everything around you seems corrupting the promises of God. And I like this analogy with our times today. Look here, my brothers and sisters. We live in a society where godliness is no more something positive. If you show godliness to the people, you are accused to be radical. You are accused to be fanatic. You are accused to be one of those integralist people to be scared of. Godliness today is something that is not positive in the eyes of our culture and our society. But it's in this season that God is using his church to be the hope and the light of the world. And I pray this morning, my brothers and sisters, that in this season of Christmas, we will be the people of God giving a witness to the integrity of the hope and the promises that we have in the Word of God. I challenge you, as I challenge myself, do not be contaminated with this materialistic and consumistic aspect of Christmas. Show people your godliness. Show people that you care about God more than you care about gifts. And of course, it's good to have some gifts too. I don't want to put this aside. But focus on Jesus. Amen? As Zechariah and Elizabeth did. And then we can say that God has always used faithful people who will honor him despite their times, their circumstances. In the midst of this darkness and corruption, the evangelist Luke introduces this couple. And I want to give you some interesting meaning we can have from the names. You know that the Jewish people, they give names to their children according to the character of the child. When Zechariah was born, he was named like that by his own parents. And the name Zechariah Means Yahweh remembers, God remembers. And Elizabeth means the oath of God or the promise of God. So these two, husband and wife, were a living testimony just with their names. They were giving testimony that God remembers and is faithful to his oath, to his promises. So praise God for this. Despite the silence of 400 years, these two were there to give a testimony to the living God. It's interesting, God has always a remnant. Even Anna and Simon were waiting for God, worshiping the Lord when baby Jesus was brought to the temple. So you see, God has always people around you that you can trust, that are faithful. And I challenge you and myself to be faithful in this generation. Doesn't matter if other people they choose other ways. We know the Lord, and it it's something good. Now let's learn a few lessons about hope. The first one is hope is for those who faithful worship the Lord. Now, Zacharias and Elizabeth are described as a righteous people before God. In verse 6, Elizabeth and Zechariah were so blessed to be part of this tribe of the Levites, but also they were blessed, and they were a blessing to one another because both of them they were part of the same class. Elizabeth had a descendant directly from the family of Aaron, the high priest. So can you imagine it was a, a tradition to be faithful to God. And when we look at this couple that seems to be really happy, enjoying life, but it was something in their hearts that was very difficult to accept. And there was the fact that Elizabeth was barren, and they couldn't have any child. Now, if this was, is still difficult for some of us at this moment, can you imagine how much painful it was for those times? Remember another woman that was crying before the Lord because she was barren? Anna. Because she was ashamed. By this fact. That the people at those times. They thought that because children are gifted from God. If you couldn't have a child. It means that you were cursed by God. So there was some sin in your life. That was not okay for God to give you that blessing. And I'm sure that this was not something that they could bear easily. We see at verse 25. That Elizabeth at the end they say. The Lord removed from me the reproach among men. It means that. She was the target of the gossip. And though Zechariah and Elizabeth had not been blessed with a child, they were faithful to God in a time where unfaithfulness was the norm. Now, my brothers and sisters, this is a lesson for us. Are we willing to be faithful or remain faithful to God in a time where unfaithfulness is a norm? Even when we are not receiving what God has promised to us. This couple did. This couple did. The story is a reminder also for all of us this morning. That bad things could happen to good people. It's not that because we are Christians we are immune from difficulties and challenges. No. Things can happen also to good people. Strong believers. In God. And that's why we have to rely. Not in what we can get from God. But in the hope that we have. Of eternal glory. Because what doesn't make sense. For us on this earth. Makes sense above us. God sees eternity. We are very limited in our sight. But God sees eternity. Praise God for this. Zacharias didn't allow. The disappointment to stop him. From doing ministry and serve the Lord. He was one of the thousands of priests in Israel. Some scholars they say that during that time. There were more than 18,000 of priests. Working in the land of Israel. And only some kind of privileged were working in Jerusalem. The priests were divided in 24 divisions. And... uh, Zechariah was part of the division of Abijah. And once every blue moon, that division was called to minister in Jerusalem. And among the division, one man had the only privilege to serve in the holy place and to offer incense before the Lord. It was a privilege because some priests never had that chance in all their lives. To minister in the presence of God. That day, according to the tradition, a lot was taken. And Zechariah's name came out to serve in the temple. In the holy place. And burn incense on the altar. I can imagine the excitement. You see, to burn and give incense to the Lord. There was an explicitly commanded in Exodus chapter 30 verse 6 to 9. And after a life awaiting, Zechariah had the privilege that only few priests had to do this for God and for his people. There were two offers that were made. One in the morning before sunrise. And then another one before the end of the day at the sunset. The priests were Taking these aromatic spices and put on the coals. And the smell was lifted before the presence of God. And while the priest was offering that aromatic spice before the Lord. The people were gathering outside in the court of the temple. And they were praying for the blessing of the nation of Israel. And for the promises that God made to them. So while the incense was lifted to the throne of God. People were praying. The priest was the one to offer those prayers in contemporary. There was this mediation. And again, it was a very high privilege. It was the hour of the incense. Now, God chose Zechariah and not the high priest, another person. You see, if we look at very well, Zechariah was a, one of the low class among the priests Abijah, the division of Abijah, was not a very well-known division among the priests. They were not really the top. And Zechariah and Elizabeth were living in a small rural village. Who do you think will be better to call them to offer that sacrifice? But God chose them. Because God doesn't choose your pedigree. He doesn't look, if you have it, 10 degrees, or if you have a night class status, he may use those people, but the requirement is the heart. And I'm not promoting ignorance here. I'm promoting a pure heart before God. God knew that among all the priests, Zechariah was a pure one, a faithful one. He decided not to be contaminated, but he thinks all the time. And let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters here today. It doesn't matter how high class you are or how not qualified you feel as a believer. God has a plan for your life. He looks at the heart. He looks if you have a fearing attitude of his name, of his glory, if you are honoring him. And you know God chose Zechariah because there was a plan that he had even before Zechariah was born and let me tell you God is faithful to his promises while Zechariah is taking the offer an angel stood up before him on the side I love Luke you know among the all the evangelists Luke is so peculiar is so precise you can see that he's a doctor no other one will pay attention to say it was on the right side of the altar of incense and everything There are small details. Who bothers to to say that? But I believe that the Holy Spirit inspired Luke. Why? Because the angel appeared while Zechariah was offering the incense to God. While he was offering worship and prayers. And let me tell you something. God will always answer when you are in prayers and worship before him. It will show up. Don't be afraid. I can understand Zachariah's fear. He was troubled. And I believe that all of us will be troubled if we have an appearance of an angelic uh, creature. The, the scriptures say in verse 12, And fear fell upon him. Oh, he was overwhelmed by fear. He was probably scared to death. And uh, he sees the angelic visitation. Giving this message, your prayers are being answered. Wow, this is amazing! It's beautiful. You will expect Zachariah to say yes. Instead, he start to doubt. How this can happen to me? I'm an old man. My wife is old. How can she bear a son? God is faithful. Zachariah. <laughs> should know better than this. He was a a priest serving the Lord, teaching the Word of God. For sure he knew the story of Abraham. Remember, Abraham had that wife. Remember the name? Sarah. She was barren. Isaac had a wife, and she was barren. Anna, the wife of Elkanah, the mother of Samuel, was barren. So Zechariah knew the word of God. So we are a little bit amazed at the fact that he showed unbelief. Let me tell you something. No matter how long it takes, God has always, always is the control of all our events and circumstances. He's still in charge. We may doubt, but he's still in charge. We may know the promises of God. And I'm challenging myself before challenging you this morning. How many times do we read about the promises of God? How many times do we know the word of God speaking to us with strong promises? But then when the word of God is given to us, we start to doubt. Remember that something similar happened in the church of Acts. Remember when Peter was brought in prison? The church was praying for his deliverance. And God answered the prayer. Remember? Peter went through the doors. Went through the guards. And everybody was sleeping. No one saw them leaving the prison. And he went to knock to the door. And the little girl that was at the door was so surprised. That didn't open the door. Went back and said, I think it is Peter behind the door. And everybody was scared and surprised. You see, we pray and then we are surprised when God answers the prayer. That's the reality. It's the battle with our flesh and unbelief that we bring with us. But again, God is in charge. Hope is for those who faithful worship the Lord. Zechariah was there, worshiping God, and God showed him hope. Then the second lesson is hope is for those who worry and doubt and disappointment. Hope this morning is for all of us. Even if you are doubting this morning or you are marinating yourself like a steak in a marinade. And that the marinade is disappointment in your life. Disappointment. When life gives us disappointment, God delights to make the impossible possible. You see, God is specialized in the impossible. If we are able to make the possible, what glory takes God? He cannot take any glory because we say, oh, we did it. We are strong enough to do it. But God takes glory in the impossible. Because only when we recognize that he's able to make the impossible possible, then we can realize that he's the almighty God. And uh, look here, the angel said, Zacharias... Fear not, not only are you getting a son, but your son will be a special one. Your son has a, a job description that qualifies him as the greatest of the all prophets. Can you imagine John the Baptist, higher in quality and devotion to Isaiah, to David, to Daniel, to Ezekiel, to Malachi, to Amos, to Samuel? Can you imagine what great, great news and good news this was for Zechariah? Also, that his life would be characterized by the filling of the Holy Spirit. And again, what makes extraordinary the life of John the Baptist was not the fact that he was born under a good family. But the fact that he was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit since he was born. And my brothers and sisters, what makes us great in the sight of God is the anointing of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And that's why we should move from unbelief and accepting the filling of the Holy Spirit every single day. This is what makes us special. It was supposed to be an Azerite. This was a special vow that even Samson had. Samuel was a Nazarite. There were people that were consecrated to the Lord. Not drinking wine or other strong uh, drinks. They were never cut his own hair. So he was a, a special kid, Destined to great task. What a privilege it was for Zechariah. And again. At this point we have to say that there was no doubt that Zacharias had given up on this dream to have a child. What I said before, that God delights and make possible the impossible. And when Zacharias admitted, this became true. He was trapped in the past disappointment, and that's why his heart was full of doubts. You see, even godly people can be trapped in disappointment. Even godly people can be still living with hurts in their heart. And because of that, he was blinded to the promises of God that were made to him. He says, how shall I know in verse 18? Though he knew the story of the patriarchs, he was doubting in that moment. And I like the firmness of Gabriel's response. I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, Zechariah. I'm standing in the presence of God. Do you think that I came here for having a nice tour? I came because God sent me here. Do you understand, Zechariah? And let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters. The word of God is preached to you this morning, not because it's a routine routine. It's because God knows your heart this morning. He knows my heart. And this word has been sent to us because it's a good news coming from God. Because this book is inspired by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not a common book. We believe that the Word of God, that the Bible is the inspired word of God. Hallelujah for this. The time had come for Zechariah to see the realization of the promises of God, of having somebody, somebody, that will prepare the way for the Messiah, the anointed one. This was not just a new good news for him. it was a good news for everybody else. We are enjoying the results of that good news. And this will bring me to the third point. Hope is for those who are determined to trust God. Hope is for those who are determined to trust God. We may be at the pinnacle of our spiritual experience. And still have an attitude of unbelief. Zechariah was uh, in the presence of God. It was the one time experience in all your life. It was the peak of what was uh, the major ambition of a priest being in the holy place. But in that pinnacle of his own spiritual life, is unbelief. I'm challenging you, my brothers and sisters, and challenge myself. Maybe you can be at a moment where you are maturing spiritually. But be careful. Watch your heart. Let's watch our hearts from being a believer. To the promises of God. Let's welcome. Let's trust God. Let's trust God. For years Zachariah and Elizabeth had hoped for a son. And this was not happening. And they're still trapped on that. Sometimes we, even ask, We just wonder what God is up with us. And maybe we can also ask ourselves. God what is going on with my life? Why I'm going through this? Why God, you promised this to me years ago and, and now, I, I don't see it realized in my life. <laughs> and you see, God shut up, literally, Zechariah, to teach him to trust his love and his character. He was mute for nine months. He was not able to share this beautiful news that he received. Can you imagine you have this great revelation? And then you are not able to share the blessing of what you received from the Lord. Because the power of the glory of God is not in the revelation that we receive. But the transformation that that revelation brings in our hearts. Don't look just to receive a great revelation or great promises. Look to trust God and His character. His faithfulness. Learn about the character and the faithfulness of our God. God demands our trust and obedience. Totally. Totally. We need to trust Him. And when you consider the intensity of the vision, and the message that Zechariah had, you expect that this will right away make a change in all the world. You know what? Zechariah came out after a while. The people understood that something happened. But you know, soon, very soon, they forgot about all this. Only years after, the figure John the Baptist emerged. But the moment, nothing happened. Nothing was transformed. Let me tell you something. You can receive a great promise in your life. And you have to obey, even if we don't see the realization of promise right away. Maybe you will never see on this earth the realization of promise. I don't think Zachariah and Elizabeth saw John the Baptist being a preacher. I don't think so. Because they were already old. But this didn't change the fulfillment of the promise in John's life. you understand the point? Maybe you and I will not see a realization of something that God has given to us now. But this will not change the fulfillment of the promise of God. So let's continue to have hope. Let's not give up. Let's praise the name of the Lord. Because Luke concludes it in a very simple way. And when his time of service was ended, he went to his own. And even Elizabeth, for five months, didn't divulge what happened to her. That she was pregnant. I don't think that people will understand in that moment. If she could say right away, I'm pregnant. They say, you are crazy. You know, but the child was born, and it was full of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something, my brothers, and these are my final application before I go to the communion. God is always there for you. I like what the scriptures say in Ezekiel chapter 48, verse 40, uh, 35, I believe. God shows one of His name, Jehovah Shama. I am always present. And this is one of the attributes of God is omnipresence. When you know that God is always present in your life, in every season, in every moment, you can trust Him. You can have hope in Him. Because it doesn't matter how difficult it is your situation, He's present with you. And He has promised to us, I will never leave you or forsake you. Why? Because it's Jehovah Shammah. Then, something greater, you may have hope in God because he has a plan for your life. God knew the life of John the Baptist even before he was born. And because he knew the plan, he determined the action that would follow in his life. Let me tell you something, God knows our lives. Maybe your parents don't know your life. Your wife, your father, your mother doesn't know your life. But God knows your life. He knows your destiny. He knows whatever is best for you. And when we are discouraged, when we can turn to God through Christ and say, Lord, I'm discouraged, but I know that you have a plan for my life. I know that you have a destiny for me. And is this, not this destiny that the world imagined. The destiny of a believer is being hidden in the power of Christ. It is to be controlled in the power of the Almighty God. And that's why we can have hope. Romans fifteen thirteen says, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. So may the power of the Holy Spirit fill our hearts with hope. And then God is still in the miracle working business. He didn't change. You may be a person worshiping God as Zechariah. In devotion in the humility before god but you have prayed for many years and nothing happened don't lose hope don't lose hope continue to knock continue to ask continue to believe that god is able to do something greater he is able to intervene in our lives it may be a miracle changing for somebody that is dear to you Maybe healiness that need to be healed by the power of God. Or changing the heart in a relationship. Believe in the power of God. Believe. Have hope. I want you to know that God is the God of hope. Keep going. Keep hoping. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep trusting Him. Keeping on serving God. Don't let the promise that at this moment is not fulfilled to Stop you to serve God do not allow the enemy to steal from you the blessing that God has in store for your life amen and now we can do this we can go to God and the elements that we are ready to share this morning are telling us that we have hope in Jesus amen